0: hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Connected by Community brought to you by Valentine Capital Advisors. I'm your host for this episode. Uh, my name is Cameron Cannon. I'm joined by my business partner over here and fellow co-host Anthony Colincheco. And also we have uh, Jessica Compton from Millageville, or Mill Village Farms. Sorry, I messed that up a little bit. <laughs> so welcome and thank you for coming on today.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Cameron. Yeah, so, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about you personally and professionally uh, and then what you're doing in the community for us today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I am the youth director at Mill Village Ministries. So, we are a faith based family of social enterprises that's elevating all of Greenville through different platforms. We do uh, healthy food, youth employment, uh, entrepreneurial training, and bicycle access and social justice. So, like all over the place, but ultimately, really bringing everyone in Greenville toward uh, an experience of equity and belonging. And so we do that in many different ways. The four social enterprises within the whole umbrella organization are Mill Village Farms. Um, That was the original founding organization enterprise. Village Wrench is a nonprofit bike shop. Uh, Village Engage allows people with usually some power and privilege to um, interact and learn more about social justice issues on local and national levels. And then Village Launch is a kind of micro entrepreneurial training um, organization for mainly female minorities. Um, to really grow and birth a business that can generate wealth for themselves and their families.
0: Wow! So this is a this is a whole conglomerate of things a going whole on. Whole thing. When we started, yes. I thought it was just produce, but we got a bike <laughs> shop.
1: We've got. I mean, we got so much equity
0: and inclusion. We got everything going on.
1: Everything, which and it, you know, there's like 25 of us internally on wow. staff, and so just scaling and growing. But when you Extrapolate it and consider all of the different moving pieces. It's just very complex, but we're doing good things and it's working, and we've got so many people supporting us in the community. Um, so, yeah.
2: That's awesome. I'm so, sorry, yeah. go for it. How, how did it get started? How, what was the vision? How, how yeah. did this come about? So,
1: our executive director is Dan Widenbenner, Um and he is a Furman alum, graduated in 11 and in 2012. Um, he went on a summer trip to the middle of South Carolina where there's a lot of poverty and he just for on a very like personal engagement level experienced huge disparity in, um, in food access and food systems and just poverty overall. And he was like, there's gotta be something that we can do about this. So back in Greenville, Um, he recognized these food deserts that are located in all of the mill villages. Um, So historically, Greenville was birthed and grew out of the prosperity of mills um, and these wonderful small little villages where where a lot of the mill workers worked. Um, And in the late 20th century, as industry left Greenville, a lot of those mill villages have declined um, to, to lesser prosperity. And so in those spaces oftentimes fresh healthy food is not easily available or affordable and dan saw that and he also saw a lot of teenagers with plenty of potential but not many um avenues to be able to streamline or apply that and so he just combined the two and he said let's um use this land that long branch baptist church has gifted us to be able to work on and create local urban gardens and let's also employ students in the neighborhood um, with their first-time job to develop those job skills um, to learn gardening, which is just, like, back to our roots as human beings. You yeah. know, we all need food. Um, yeah, so it's kind of two birds with one stone. And community development really is always about asking, not just sort of, like, how can I help? It's looking around at the assets in a community. And seeing what um, people are already bringing to the table and using other power that you might be, that they, they don't have in their assets to lift others up. Um, so that's called like asset-based community development. And that's how we started. And since then, um, Village Ranch started the next year. Same kind of deal. Our tagline is Fix Bikes Make Friends. So it's all about just bringing the community together. And so we set up free bike repair really very much like a tailgating situation with just a pop-up tent and some stands and (laughs) hot dogs. Just come, be neighbors, but also let's make sure that your bikes are safe and maintained so you have a form of transportation. Um, At the same time, we have these uh, micro— Loans beginning to happen for potential entrepreneurs, and that eventually evolved into a whole um, training class where Community Works ended up providing the loan, but then we um, provided the education for what do you do with this? How do you really get your business off the ground? And I really am just giving you the run through, no, but I'll it really it, it all started it. like yes. just progressively, mm-hmm. and we've continued to grow progressively. So Village Engage, um, the fourth social enterprise, is. Also based within a national organization called Just Faith Ministries, um, really exploring lots of different social justice issues, but I've been through several different book clubs is what they are, um, with modules regarding race, uh, environmental inequity. Uh, I just did one on crucial conversations and engaging in civil dialogue in a pretty polarized world, and like, that's a skill you can use for the rest of your life. Um, So we take that, Just Faith Ministries, and then use it in an application um, by really dialing in on one local social justice issue, usually a year. Um, So we've looked at um, river pollution from the mills before. Uh, We've done more than look at it. We lobbied (laughs) uh, to get it cleaned up. And we have also engaged in the Community Remembrance Project. So that— looks at um, racial terror that's taken place in the upstate and um, memorializing those spaces where lynchings were with a soil collection ceremony and um, bringing some dignity to those spaces. And then this year, we're um, really focused on predatory lending. So in South Carolina, there's not a lending interest cap. Um, and so people who are already going to get a loan that they probably like can't... Easily pay back um, are being hit with like a 300% interest rate, which is criminal. Um, so, we're lobbying to get that capped. So, all just, I mean, really, there's no one way to make a community flourish. It takes lots of different mm-hmm. strategies and avenues. Um, so, that's what we're doing.
0: Well, uh, I'm sorry. I was uh, going to say, well, let's unpack all of that because yeah, that is like, yeah. wow, I came in here to talk <laughs> about produce and we got like predatory <laughs> lending. And yeah. I mean, it's insane. So, Let's start with the first one. So the farming aspect, how, I guess, the thought behind that is you got a mill village, right? Um, and, you know, there's some some empty lots um, or some lots where some houses have been torn down. Obviously, it's probably not super close to, um, you know, very healthy food. And if it is, it's probably very expensive um, for anybody, let alone, you know, a village like that. So I guess walk me through the process. You, you find a lot um, or you got gifted a lot from uh, from a church and y'all started farming on it. I guess is that mm-hmm. basically That's it. how That's that the happened. Gist. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: we've got uh, three plots now that we work on, and um, it is a way to provide food, uh, but it's it's still micro, so it's not very scalable. Mm-hmm. So we really use the farm as a platform for youth development. So the students that work on the farm, it's oftentimes their very first job. Yep. Um, we're using it as a platform to teach them about. Showing up to work on time, what it feels like to work really hard in the hot sun, um, engaging in teamwork and leadership. And so that's what's happening on the farm. They are harvesting this produce that they've helped grow themselves and then selling it locally at pop up markets in West Greenville. Um, and then Food Share is an offshoot of another program within Mill Village Farms that's developed over the last few years. And that is a a produce box distribution um, and some of the produce that we grow on the farm is placed in the boxes. Uh, however, food share, food share has continued to grow. So we can't always provide all of the produce. We still just get it from like a grocery store distributor. And um, yeah, so that has really taken off. It's every other week on Wednesdays, we have box distribution and pickup sites in the community uh, and you know we were an immediate provider during COVID. So what was just like let's make sure that people have access to healthy food turned into this is this is like a very very critical need. Um, so we amped up operations and started distributing every week. People who are on SNAP can buy a box of food for five dollars, and it's a twenty to thirty dollar value of wow. produce. And anyone in the community can buy one for $15. Um, So during COVID, we distributed uh, 35,000 boxes of produce and 600,000 pounds of food. Uh, um, Yeah, boxes of produce, pounds of, of produce. So it's just, that's a lot of food. So you said
0: small, but th- I mean, that's not very small. That <laughs> is not small
1: anymore. So no. everything, you know, start small. is the way to start a business. And then yeah. if it's working and you have the support both from um, people who are engaged in the program and people that are donors supporting the program, then you can scale and grow.
2: You talk about youth development. Are you, are you working with high school students, yes. grade school students?
1: Yeah, so there's... We Greenville is really blessed with a lot of nonprofits focused on youth development, and we tend to kind of be stepping stones for each other. So there are other programs that um, serve elementary and middle school students, and then when they're in eighth grade, we we engage with eighth through twelfth grade students and have a class called Powered for Life. Um, It teaches students how to get and keep a job before they might be hired on the farm. And so we explore what job might you be interested in, both this summer and a little more long-term career aspiration-wise. How do you secure that job? What kind of questions should you, if I got to talk to a financial advisor, what questions in an information interview should I ask? How do I write a resume? All of these skills that sometimes are taught in school, but not guaranteed if you don't have the support structure from school or home. Um, And... Then we step in from there to the summer program employment, and that's not just work. There's also some personal and professional development associated with it. So on Wednesdays, we have uh, a financial literacy class. Once you're making money, you need to know how to manage it and budget and save. Uh, We teach a cooking class. What's the point of having healthy food if you don't know what to do with it and it rots in your fridge? And then we have a lot of fun. We go on a different field trip every week that's either career-focused or um, physical activity, you know, engaging in healthy living. So I'm a big outdoors person, so we will definitely be climbing and hiking and biking. And, um, yeah, it's it's not Camp Jessica, but maybe some weeks it will be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So do do you have a lot of volunteers that help teach? teach So many.
1: We Hmm. are... We are not much without a volunteer network. Um, So there's plenty of ways to plug in and serve at Mill Village Ministries. Uh, If you're interested in youth, there are mentor opportunities or one-off, like coming and and serving in an information interview panel um, during Powered for Life. Uh, I haven't even dialed in on Youth development for Village Wrench, but we also uh, we also prepare students in the bike shop through a program called Six Cycle. Um, it's bike repair, character strengths. We talk about growth mindset and proactivity and um, and vision and goal setting, and then we go ride our bikes. So if people are really like have the combination of a passion for bicycles and youth teenagers. That is a really sweet spot um, for for people. And then food share distribution. Every other week we've got food coming in. we got to make the boxes, fill them up with produce, distribute them. That requires a lot of volunteers and even just working on the farm. So if you're in the business world and you want to be a mentor with Village Launch, um, that is an opportunity as well. And we have a volunteer orientation every quarter of the year. That can be found specifically the day on the website. Um, That's a good introduction of everything I'm saying right now, but a little more consolidated (laughs) and visual with, uh, you know, a tiny little slideshow presentation. And then an opportunity to engage with the respective program directors um, and see where where you might fit best.
0: Well, let's let's talk. Let's jump into. Uh, I know your side, your your baby of it is the bicycle shop. If I'm if I do remember correctly, that's how
1: I started. Yeah.
0: So I am a huge fan of two wheels. Grew up uh, riding dirt bikes, actually, but obviously started on a bicycle uh, when I was very young. And my mom, I told my mom, take the training wheels off. I want to ride. Um, so I'd love to jump into that aspect and kind of learn more about you know the bike shop and what you guys are doing there, if you don't mind sharing. Definitely, a little
1: bit. yeah. So I started a village wrench in 2018. As um, their first full-time program director, and since then we've—it's a full-on bike shop. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, ten to six. So even just as a consumer or supporter of Village Wrench, if you need a bike tune-up um, or any kind of repair, or if you want to be environmentally conscious and get an affordable bike, all the bikes that we sell are donated, refurbished, um, and then pushed back out into the community. So that's when you can come by anytime, and we're very welcoming. Uh, And then from a volunteer and program standpoint, we have three main programs. I referenced Six Cycle, the youth program. Um, Those students are also then employed as two of them a year as as year-long apprentices in the shop. So they're experiencing work through uh, more of a customer-facing, I guess, platform is the right word. Secondly, Earn a Bike is a program where people who are really dependent on transportation or young kids who want to experience independence and freedom and exercise can um, do community service either at Village Ranch or out in the community um, or earn it through school, through a reading program, and come get a bicycle for free. And then we actually started with Free bike repairs, So those were the pop-up sites, and those still happen the first Saturday of every month from 10 to 12. Um, it's likely that one is close by you wherever you live. So we have six different sites. I think I can rail them off right now. Um, Let's <laughs> hear. We'll originally, still got a site in West Greenville, right next to the community garden. San Souci, uh, Nickeltown, Town, Sullivan. Um, we're about to launch one in Travelers Rest, and we also have one in Taylor's. Wow. So uh, yeah, we're we're eleven people in Greenville. Well,
2: <laughs> wow. So. Before we started, you, you told us you were a teacher. Um, what what made you get involved with uh, Mill Village?
1: Well, I kind of just fell into it pretty providentially, so I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I taught tenth grade English for a year, and I really love teenagers, and I'm grateful I still get to work with them. Um, but I prefer I'm a quite a practical person, and I really care for people's well being. So, teaching students or trying to teach students how to write a five paragraph essay when they just were not about it was not really my thing. Um, but talking to students about their future and having the relational capital over years of working with them is really rewarding. Um, so, yeah, i I was aware of Mill Village actually through the bike world initially. I just I was one of those consumers was like, Give me a cheap bike. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm injured. I moved to Greenville. It's like the cycling mecca of the southeast. Give me a road bike. And I walked in, and one of the apprentices, I was like, I've got a $500 budget. And he said, well, I'll build you one for $250. And I said, all right, let's do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Saving money. Um,
1: So that's how I first learned about Village Ranch. And just I think however anyone like first, whatever the entryway is to Mill Village Ministries, it's often not the end. Because then you learn about all these other things happening, and you're just like, "Wow, this is holistic community development, and I can get behind this."
2: Um, yeah. So, tell our audience how if they want to volunteer, or maybe they know some some folks that that want to go through the um, go through the youth uh, programs. How do they get a hold of you, and where mm-hmm. can they find some more information?
1: So we all we have got all the websites. Um, millvillage.org is a good launch pad to the different enterprises, uh, and all of the tabs have a volunteer option um, and usually like a sign-up genius, along with that volunteer orientation. My personal email is jessica at millcommunity.org. Um, feel free to contact me. Uh, I'm happy to get you plugged in as well. And just depending on what you're interested in, I would just Google – and Instagram, that social enterprise.
0: Well, one thing I wanted to ask, too, before we start wrapping up is what's been your favorite success story? I know you, you obviously see a lot of, you know, entrepreneurship going through there, a lot of mentorship for young, you know, young kids in the community. What's maybe like a favorite success story that you can, you can yeah. give us?
1: Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite students, his name is Jaquel. Uh, he is from West, he lives in West Greenville, goes to Legacy Charter. He's a senior now. And He is a gentle giant. He's like 6'4 and doesn't say a word. Used to, anyway. And he, I think, is just bored, and he would come in our old bike shop, um, which was very small. It's like 1,000 square feet, and bikes exploding everywhere. And he just wanted spacey and, like, attention outside of his family, I think. But I asked him if he'd like to interview to work at Village Ranch. Uh, He did. He's very mechanically inclined, and during the interview, he wouldn't like make eye contact with me. Um, which is a learned skill. It's one of the things mm. we teach. It's not necessarily natural if you're shy. And so anyway, Jaquel ended up working in the bike shop for that year long apprenticeship and gained so much confidence interpersonally, engaging with customers, but also as a mechanic and and really as a servant leader and a teacher. He um he used to just he was He's just good at bike repair, and so he would get impatient and grab a wrench out of another apprentice's hands, which is not cool, um, but just the process of teaching someone how to teach someone else and care for people that don't know as much as you. Um, and so Jaquel graduated last August. He still comes by the shop, and I see him riding around West Greenville all the time. Uh, he got into Clemson and will be going there in the fall oh, wow. and wants to be a- science major wow. i think that's incredible uh, yeah so it is that it's the partnership of long-term relational uh bi- binding that is the most rewarding uh and really knowing knowing neighbors personally and you know like not you're you're not the only difference maker but you're a partner along the journey and um and it does matter
0: yeah, and one thing that I, I think too is even, you know, teaching them those life skills that maybe aren't getting taught at home or aren't getting taught, you know, in public school, um, and then giving them something to look forward to. You know, I'm sure it was challenging, but you know, he was looking forward to going and learning about, you know, this repair or, you know, teaching this, learning this. So I think that's awesome too. It kinda helps them maybe keep out of trouble too. Um, you know, you see kids getting bored, you know, even in in, you know, so different many. different and neighborhoods. Particularly
1: and, during the pandemic. I yeah. mean, we've got so many students that are like I don't – they had a lack of direction just based on being mm-hmm. stuck and quarantined home yep. for two years. And I, everyone feels that to a degree. Like, how do we come out of this pandemic and continue to to thrive and flourish or start to even?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so creating space for that.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So you do have a deadline date coming up if you want to tell the audience.
1: Yes. Okay, so specifically high school students, 8th um, through 12th grade students, if you – are in need of a summer job. Uh, You are close to the deadline, but you haven't missed it yet. We are interviewing to work on the farm, both, well, two interview dates, but you haven't missed the second one. May 20th um, is the application closed. You can go to millvillagefarms.org forward slash youth employment to apply, and then we've got interviews set up for May 21st. We'll hire Ten students total, hopefully five females, five males. Uh, so it will be competitive, but you have not lost your window
2: yet. Awesome. And, and you do that every year, I'm assuming? Every
1: year. Okay. Yeah, we even have a shoulder season if you're really a high flyer and want to keep working on the farm in the fall. Awesome.
2: awesome. So we, ha- we have a signature signature question, uh, what makes you tick? Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's so
1: good. I always ask people questions, and I usually say one of my favorites, what makes you come alive? <laughs> How uh, many things? I, I love um, seeing people grow and growing myself, like just the integration and personal connections with other people that is really rewarding for me. Uh, and then on a less personal connection, but connected with work, I like making systems happen. So I just... If something's really messy and then I have a hand in making it organized and more efficient, I find that very rewarding.
0: Fixing problems.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anthony's our operations guy, and he's uh, he's fantastic at that. So I definitely applaud both of you guys for that because that's not my forte. It's, <laughs> it's a
1: so, hard well, thing. Good thing we all have different strengths. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank
0: you so much for coming on and, and talking about Mill Village Farms and you know all the other aspects that they have. Um, And I think that's great for us, uh, you know, in the community and also our audience uh, to kind of hear more. And um, we really, really appreciate you coming on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's always a place for everyone at Mill Village, whether it's volunteering, being a supporter or donor um, or being involved in programs.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, thank you guys again for tuning into this edition of Connected by Community with Jessica and myself and Anthony, uh, sponsored by Valentine Capital Advisors. Please be sure to like us and share us. We're on Facebook. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We actually just got a YouTube starter, so check us out, subscribe on that. Uh, And please tune in next time and look forward to speaking with you. Thanks.
2: All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Triad Advisors, LLC member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantyne Capital Advisors, Inc. Triad Advisors and Ballantyne Capital Advisors are not affiliate.